0: Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 has a tremendous verse. By the way, it's just been a great, great week. I have been so thrilled to see all the kids here every day. Thank you to everybody who made it possible. What a wonderful week. This week has all been about the sanctity of human life, the value of a human life, that we are fearfully and wonderfully made in God's image. And that means you're valuable to to God, you're valuable. Uh, You are not just something to be thrown away, you're more than an animal. And the Bible teaches us that we are sinners and we have a need for salvation. Every day, these kids have been taught what it means to have a relationship with God. Because we're made in the image of God, we have been separated from God by sin. The Bible tells us in Isaiah 59, your iniquities have separated you from your God. Your sins have hidden his face from you, so he will not hear. And so the verse we're going to look at tonight, one verse I'm going to put up on the screen here, 2 Corinthians 5. 21, and it says this, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. And this passage, this verse, gives us the essence of the gospel message of Jesus Christ. The first thing we see is that he made him. God the Father is involved in this, It is the he who did something. We have the trinity in focus here. God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit. Three persons of the Godhead. And here, the God who is the judge and the king over all, he does something. And he does this. He made him. That means that he wasn't this way at one point, but now he becomes the one, or he is the one who knew no sin. Jesus is perfect. Jesus never sinned. How many of you in this room have sinned before? Raise your hand. There you go. Those of you who didn't raise your hand, you just did. You lied. Ha, I got gotcha. you. All of us have sinned, and, but yet Christ never sinned. Can you imagine live a whole life never sinning? That's because Christ is God in the flesh. He is the Son of God come to the earth, and He knew no sin. It's impossible for Jesus to sin because He's a perfect Son of God. He is the one who knew no sin, but, but God the father made him who knew no sin to be sin for us think about the the inju- injustice of this the the injustice of this that that, that god actually is perfect justice when you think about it god takes the one who is perfect who knew absolutely no sin and he, and he made him sin so we our, our sin could go on him he says that he made him who knew no sin to actually be sin. He, he took our sin. He, he absorbed our sin. He, he dealt with our sin. And the wages of sin is death. And what do you know about what Jesus did on the cross? Christ died on the cross. And so Christ dies on the cross for our sin. He is to be sin. Think about going from no sin to being sin. He is the one who becomes sin. And, and he knew no sin. But he became sin for us. This is the picture that Mr. Murphy was drawing here of the thief on the cross who who his sin went and went on Jesus' shoulders and Jesus paid for that sin by dying because the wages of sin is death. And, And the death on the cross meant that sin was paid for and your sin is paid for. He made him who knew no sin to be sin for us. Why? We have this word that. And the word that just means here's the reason why. Here's the purpose why all this happened. Why did God go through this process of making him who knew no sin to be sin for us? Why would he do such a thing? That we might become the righteousness of God in him. The only hope we have as sinners separated from God, as sinners who have no hope, the only hope we have is this, that we might become the righteousness of God. We might have the door opened for us. There's a change here in that we are the sinners. We are the guilty, and he is the innocent. Yet, in the exchange that happens here, God tells us that the one who was guilty is declared innocent. And the one who was innocent is declared guilty. And Christ, who knew no sin, became sin for us. Why? So that you might become. And there's another key word here the word might. You might become the righteousness of God. There is not a. It's not like you're born into this. You do not become the righteousness of God simply by existing. You must believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. You must be converted. You must be saved. It is not something that just happens to you passively, you must believe on Christ if you are going to be made the righteousness of God, because no one can stand before an almighty righteous God except Christ, who is also righteous. And when we are in him, you see those last words here, in him, by him, when we are placed in Christ, it's like when God looks at us, he doesn't see us in our weakness and our sinfulness anymore. What he sees is his precious son, Jesus, whom he accepts, the, the beauty of the gospel is so simple, yet it's so profound. It's so difficult for us as adults to accept because we are prideful people who like to be paid for what we do, who like to be held up for what we do, who like to, who like to be uh, recognized for what we have accomplished. Yet the whole essence of the gospel message is, is that we cannot accomplish anything. It's God who has already accomplished it for us. And when Jesus died on the cross, what he said at the end was, it is finished. He accomplished all that need to be accomplished the righteousness that we receive is nothing of our own effort or of our own accomplishment it is because of the work of Jesus on the cross many in the world today will say something like i come to god on my own terms or everyone has their own way to god but that cannot be that way it cannot be because the way has been revealed jesus revealed that way when he spoke to his disciples and he says i am jesus speaking i am the way the truth and the life Notice carefully, Jesus says, no one comes to the Father except by me, Jesus. You you cannot come to God your own way. You must come to God in him. If you were to stand before Almighty God under your own strength and in your own righteousness, you would be blown away by the strength and the power and the holiness of Almighty God. You could not withstand his holiness. The only hope that we have is in the Lord Jesus Christ, which is why the beauty of the gospel is that it's not about what you can do. It's not about coming to a church and giving lots of money or being an obedient person or being a good person, even obeying the Ten Commandments or being nice to your parents. It's not about that. Those are things that you can do to reflect your love for God, but they do not earn you salvation. The only thing that earns salvation is the precious blood of Jesus that was shed on the cross for your sins and for mine. That is what paid our sin debt. He made Him who knew no sins, who never sinned, to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. The privilege we have, the greatest story ever told, his name is Jesus. He is the only hope we have today, and this is worth celebrating. This is worth rejoicing over. This is worth being excited about because our salvation has been purchased. Our salvation has been given to us, and all we must do is receive it. friend today, have you ever received the gift, the greatest gift it's ever been given to you. Some people have that gift given to them, and yet they have not received it. Years ago, I worked, or I, I was a youth pastor here at the church, and we would take our teens to camp at the Wilds, which is a wonderful summer camp. And one year, um, I had through a series of circumstances, the guy, the director of the Wilds, had had written me a nice thank you note and had given me a card for the gift shop. At the Wilds, or for the, that's called the uh, snack shop, or Cool Beans. It's the coffee shop. And I love coffee. Those of you who know me, Low, I love coffee. And, and so I was there that week, and I was excited to be there that week, and I, I just enjoyed my week and did whatever. And then the very last day of the week, I looked in my wallet, and I found that card, and I had not really gone to the Cool Beans coffee shop very much that week because I was really trying to be careful, you know how it goes. And, uh, and yet, and I had this idea, you know, I really ought to go and splurge a little bit. So I went in there, and I, I, I said, um, I would like a black coffee. <laughs> Medium. And, and and that's my splurge right there. And I was so happy to have that black coffee. And I got to the very end, I got to the register, and I said, Oh yeah, I have this card in my pocket. I pulled it out and I showed it to him. And she says, Oh, you got a VIP card. And I said, What's a VIP card? She says, Well, it's on the house. It's on us. It's paid for. I said, Oh, wait a second. How many times can I use this thing? She's like, what, you mean you haven't been using it this week? You've had free drinks all week, and you didn't know it? I had been going through every day, going by Cool Beans, looking longingly at that Cool Beans coffee shop and thinking to myself, I would really like a tall mocha frappuccino right now, but I shouldn't do that. Oh, I would love to have a black coffee. I'd really like to splurge right now and get myself a black coffee. Oh, and I'm not going to do that today. And I had even purchased a couple things. Yes, I'd even taken out my hard-earned money and paid for things. And I was being told that the whole time I had a card that had paid for everything, and I didn't even know it. I didn't read the fine print. Friends, a lot of us are kind of like that right now. You have the gift of eternal life. It's there. God has given it to us freely. And so many of us have not received the gift. We have not used the gift. We have not believed in the gift. And it's right there. When Jesus paid the gift, he paid the price for our sin, he paid for the sins of the whole world. The Bible is clear that he died for everyone. But friends, not everybody will go to heaven because not everybody receives the gift of salvation. Not everybody trusts in Christ and receives that gift. And many people demand that they pay their own way. And the payment that you'll have to pay for your death, for your sins, is far worse And the few dollars I had to pay at Cool Beans because I didn't use my card. Friends, we have a gift that is so great. He made him who knew no sin. It cost Jesus his life. But he didn't stay dead. He rose from the dead. That's why we celebrate Easter. Jesus conquered death and hell. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. We are all sinners in desperate need of salvation. That salvation comes when we put our faith in Jesus Christ, calling on him alone for salvation. Would you bow your heads with me in prayer for just a moment? Father, we ask today that you be with Each person who's bowed their heads bowed right now in prayer that, Lord, there's someone whose heart was touched today who maybe they thought that they had to work their way to heaven their whole life. Maybe they thought that they had to do these things to join a church or be a really good person in order to gain your favor. Maybe today, Lord, I pray that you'd open their eyes to the awesome truth that the gospel teaches, the Bible has told us, you have told us through the word. That the gift is there. It's a free gift. We just must receive it. And anyone who receives you, to them you gave the right to become children of God. You give us this privilege of peace with you and forgiveness of sin and eternal life, all these promises, because we are made the righteousness of God in Christ. Lord, I pray that for someone here tonight who's making that decision, that they would make that decision with their whole heart, that they would trust you and say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sin Lord, be my Savior today. I believe that you came, you died, you were buried and rose again on the third day, and Father, today I receive that gift. And Lord, I pray you'd help us to have a wonderful night. Thank you for the privilege of being here. Thank you for wonderful Vacation Bible School, for the awesome responsibility of sharing the gospel with children. And now, Lord, as we go and have a good time outside, enjoy some snacks and refreshments. Lord, I pray you'd give us just a wonderful time of great fellowship. We praise you, Lord, for your goodness to us. In Jesus' name, amen.